the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are, uh, we've got lines open, 602-508-0960. Betty, you stay right there because you're next. But let me tell you about quality transmission first. Not all transmission repair jobs and not all overhauls are the same. It's important to know what's included in the price. It's important to know if the shop is reputable. Will they do what they say? Will they use the correct parts? And if you have a problem, will they take care of it with no hassle? Everyone knows what it feels like to be taken for a ride and be sold something we don't need or doesn't fix the problem we ask them to fix. If you want really honest answers about a transmission problem that you have, you just call or drive your car over and talk to Bob or Steve at Quality Transmission. They're on McClintock North of University in Tempe. And they'll talk to you, they'll drive your car, they'll ask you to show them the symptom, then they'll want to switch places with you. But they're good guys, and they're going to give you an itemized estimate. And when they do work on your transmission, they're going to fix your symptom. That's what it's all about, is identifying the symptom, talking to the customer, doing the repair, and then driving the car to verify the symptom is gone. That's one, two, three of car repair. And nobody does it better in transmissions than quality transmission. Betty, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Good morning to you, Mark, and I appreciate you taking my call. You betcha. I have a 1993 Buick Regal. Just put 90,000 miles. Okay. I've owned it probably about 18 years of those, 22. Okay. And it's love, but the ain't love, it ain't running. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. I stopped, and it was idling. And all of a sudden, it just speeds up like it's on a racetrack and revving up. And everybody says, take your foot off the gas. I said, don't have it on the gas. But anyway, so I take it to a shop, not a home shop, let's put it that way. And he kept it for over a week. I had nothing wrong. I can't find anything wrong with it. Won't do it again. Okay. So then I drive it up the road the other day. Let me get to this one, then I'm going to shut up. So I decided, okay, I, I got to drive it because I live in Black Canyon City, and you got to go to Anthem, I-17. So mm-hmm. here we go. Go up I-17, and before I get to Table Mesa, it uh, it's done this before. It hesitates, and uh, the RPM is doing a dance, and its speed drops back from about 65 to about 50. Then it goes, it keeps going. It doesn't quit. And I think, okay, so I try to rev it up, blow out this smut, as they say, or mm-hmm. whatever, and I uh, was fine. Drove all around and got my shopping and everything done, and uh, came home, and it was just fine. Ran like a top. Park it, go out the next day, just uh, maybe a mile. It goes, 
when I crank it up to come out of the parking lot, cuts out, start up again, cuts out, the engine light comes on, start up again, cuts out. What do you think? <laughs> I think the I think the idle air control motor's dirty or bad. The idle motor? Idle air control motor. It's called IAC. Now, you're making a mistake unless you understand I'm guessing. So I can't have you go to the shop in Anthem and say, Mark Salem said to do this because it'll fix no, it. No, 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 no. This is a home shop right. here in Black Canyon. Okay. I did have a guy working on it in the new room. But you said an idle AC. Let me share it, this with you. It's called Idle Air Control Motor. And motor. the acronym is IAC Motor. Let me explain. Okay, your, it's, your not, view, it's not solenoid. He put an IAC solenoid on there. Okay, well, it's not called a solenoid. It's called a motor. Like and okay. I have a number of two one seven five five. That well, makes sense. It doesn't mean because I I'm I'm not that good to to, to cite chapter okay, and verse on part numbers. Enough. But but here's the deal: the fuel injected car we open and close this motor to raise or lower the idle. You've given me two idle symptoms. One, you said it raced when it shouldn't have, and the second one is it wouldn't idle when you started it. Started and died. Started and died. That uh -huh. is classic symptoms of an air, idle air control motor. Now. Not only do you have to set the idle air control motor, but you have to go in and synchronize the idle RPM, the throttle position sensor, and the idle air control motor counts. And he has to have sophisticated equipment to do that. So just screwing one in is not necessarily going to fix all the cars. There is a process. Now, we also have to clean the passageway because of the cone on the end of the idle air control motor opens and closes a passageway. If that passageway is filled with carbon and instead of being the size of a dime, it's the size of three toothpicks, you got a problem. And more than likely, it was never the idle air control motor. It was that that air passage is plugged up. So that's how it happens. It, it's, it's a process of diagnosing it. And, and another thing, too, is, is when, we, when we have an idle that's running wild on us, we plug in our scanner and we look, the idle air control counts could very well be, shoot, 30 or 40 or 50. But you have to know the difference in what that number should be and what it shouldn't be. For instance, it should be less than 10 or around 10, I'm going to say, give or take 5 from 10. So 5 to 15, it should be at idle. But when you give it the gas, it should actually close and go to zero. But then there's time when you turn the air conditioning on, we need the idle to be a little higher, so then the idle counts are going to go from 15 to 20. You have to understand all those numbers. They have to mean something to you. So maybe take it back, and, and if you put an idle air control solenoid, ask them if it's a motor. And if you have the old one, just look at it. And if it has a cone on the end of it behind a spring, then that's the idle air control motor. Have him check the passages that feed the idle air control motor and make sure they're clean and not plugged up. And that certainly would be something I would do. The other thing is, is make sure that the PCV valve hose is, is okay. Yeah, PCV. P P, yeah. C, and then V, V like Victor, make sure the PCV valve hose is not damaged and the PCV valve is not stuck open. You can replace the hose and the valve for less than $10 in parts. Okay? And make sure the PCV valve nipple is not plugged with carbon. And I like the idea that you went out and romped and stomped this, and I think you should do that again. 
if we have well, a carbon I got problem. Mad. I said either run or blow up. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, you're out there far away, so you get on the freeway and you look left and you look right, and I want you to floorboard that thing, and I want you to go all the way to the ramp, to the end of the ramp, floorboard, look behind you. If it looks like James Bond smoke machine, then you yep. need to do that three or four more times until there is no more smoke. Okay, so just put your foot to the floor. Don't shift it. Leave it in drive. Put your foot to the floor. It'll go yin, jing, jing, and just let it go to the high RPM in every one of those. Keep your foot to the floor. Okay, you like my wild driving, huh? Um, you know what? I like a lady who does it every once in a while. I, well, and, and you got to do what you got to do because it's up to me. And uh, I, I married a girl who burned the front tires off of her front-wheel drive car. She's 41 I, years yeah. ago. So I, 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 I've been surrounded by women who uh, act like men. Stupid. So. I, I was surprised you even took my call. I said, he's not going to talk to a woman. What well, are you talking about? I'd rather. Hey, hey, let me tell you a secret. This is the truth. My shop handles Awatuki, West Tempe, West Chandler. Okay, that's my area. I would much rather have women as customers than men. Because men want to tell me what to fix their car and they're always wrong. Women will give me the symptoms like you did. So if I had my druthers, I would only work on women's cars. Okay, thank you for calling, Betty. Thank you, dear. I appreciate it. You betcha. You have a senior citizen here. Thank you. And and you're talking to one, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dan, you're up next. How can I help you, buddy? Dan? Hey, yes. Go right ahead, buddy. I've got a 2000, um, it's an, an RV, um, and it has a Triton V10 in it. Okay. And what's happening is the, um, it, it, it goes into um, a survival mode when, the, um, when it thinks it's getting hot. But the, the temperature gauge gets to about 50%. It's right in the middle. And then all of a sudden, it will bury to hot. The engine will kick into five cylinders, and I'll lose power. And I'll have to pull over and shut it down for a little while and start it up, and then it's fine. Okay. But it never really gets hot. Well, you don't know that, though. Well, when I open up the cap, I mean, it's not really, I mean, it. Wait a minute. Why well, are you opening up the cap on the reservoir, or are you yeah. opening up the cap on the radiator? On the well, the reservoir it doesn't okay. really have a cap on the radiator. Okay. Okay. Here's 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 the plan. We have two different sensors on that V10. We have a coolant sensor that talks to the gauge, and then we have a coolant sensor. We have a we have a well, temp sender that talks to the gauge, and then we have a coolant sensor that talks to the computer. If the coolant sensor lies and says the motor's going to 300 degrees, then the computer is programmed to start dropping cylinders, shut off your power, turn on the air, turn off your air conditioning, and do a whole lot of other things to preserve the engine life. Uh-huh. So the real question is, is when this happens, what really is going on? So you go down to Harbor Freight and buy yourself one of those temperature guns. The next time it happens, pull off, and I want the temperature of the upper low hose and the lower hose. That's it. I want you to do that. I need to know if it really is overheating or if it's not. So if you take the temperature of the upper and the lower radiator hose with your temperature gun, then I'll have those numbers. Now, another thing that I would do is I would I would park the car in the bays overnight. 
Now tomorrow morning, when I plug my scanner in and just turn the key on, I'm not going to turn the engine off, there might be, in a V10 Ford truck, there might be eight or nine temperature senders. There's air temperature, oil temperature, coolant temperature, interior temperature, out exterior temperature. Are you with me? Uh -huh. When I turn the key on and plug my scanner in and load all the temperatures in the same range, in, in the same screen on my scanner, what should the temperature be in every single one of those first thing in the morning? I guess it would be the ambient temperature. Bingo! Gosh darn, I'm glad you got that. That's how easy it is to determine which one of them is out of whack. So what happens if seven of them say that it's 67 degrees and the coolant sensor on the engine is off by 40 or 50 or 100 degrees? Oh, and that sensor is bad. You got it, buddy. That's it. So I, I, I want you to also, here's, here's my, uh, my old-fashioned fix cars with our hands and our brains. I want you to get in the habit of shaking hands with the upper radiator hose on your motorhome, okay? I want you to grip it like you do another man's hand, and I want you not to be able to hang on to it for the count of five. Okay, that usually means the temperature is between 200 and 220, which is where I want it to be. I want that motor to run 200, 220. So if you grab a hold of it and you go and you're at 15 or 30 seconds and you still haven't felt felt any warmth, we have a problem. And if you grab a hold of it and you can't hold on to it for a second or two because it's so raging hot, we have a problem. But most men's hands are calloused enough to be able to handshake the upper hoofs for five seconds without crying like a little girl. Uh huh. Alrighty. What part of town do you live in? Mesa. Okay. I would, if you want, take it over to Thompson's, and Brian is certainly capable of scanning it and leaving it there overnight and just telling him to scan all the temperature senders the next morning. Okay, sweet. And, and he's at Stapley and, uh, and Main Street just east on the south side of the road, and he's got a, a shop there that will fit your motorhome. How big is it, by the way? It's uh, 24. Oh, that's, that's a piece of cake. I was hoping it wasn't 40 foot or long. No, it's just a little guy. Okay, I would just call Brian and just say, this is what I got. Mark Salem suggested that you just scan all the temperature senders in the morning because you're looking for a sender, and, I, and I'm thinking the coolant sensor is the problem. The coolant sensor is lying to the computer about the temperature of the engine because the computer's not looking at the gauge. That's a separate system. So okay. we have the computer has its own tattletale called the coolant sensor, and if you want to do a guess, tell Brian to change the coolant sensor, not the gauge sender but the coolant sensor. Okay. And that's a good guess. All righty? Okay, thanks. All right, okay. good luck to you. Thank you very much, Dan. And anybody else? 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to ladies about car repair and a free class. So we'll be back right after this. Twitter can get confusing and congested with lots of stuff you don't need or want. So let 960 The Patriots tweets that matter. Vet out all the chirping. We follow the important names and only retweet the information that you want to know about. Get commentary on and retweets from the likes of Mark Levin, Fox News, and Breitbart, and all of your local politicians and national pundits. We do the legwork, and all you have to do is follow us on Twitter today. Twitter.com slash 960 The Patriot. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. 
in 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. You know how to talk to your dog. Here's Spike. You know how to talk to your kids. Susie. But do you know how to talk to your lawyer? You can find out at azbar.org. The State Bar of Arizona's website has great consumer information that will explain your rights as a client and your responsibilities. You can also search for attorneys and learn more about their background. It's all online at azbar.org. The State Bar of Arizona, serving the public, enhancing the legal profession. Sponsored by the State Bar of Arizona, aired in cooperation with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and the station. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. Enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Welcome back, everybody. Jeremy and I are sharing a funny story during the break, and thank you for sticking with us. It's 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and I want to tell you about Action Auto. Tom, who owns Action Auto, is up at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. Picture the northwest corner, I-17 in Bell. No, I-17 in Deer Valley. If you live in that area and you don't have a good garage, may I suggest that you try Action Auto because it's full service, family owned, auto repair shop that's been in the Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. 
shops that play by the rules typically don't go broke in the first five years so that's why I always strive how long they've been in business because you're in business a long time because you're doing good things and you know right from wrong Tom is no difference so he has ASE master technicians they get the job done right and they want to help you as car owners understand what they're doing and so that you can make informed decisions not in decisions that favor them but favor you that's what Tom says. Tom is Action Auto, I-17 in Deer Valley in Phoenix. Real quick, if you ladies um, want to know about car repair, and if you have a woman's group or an organization that would like to spec a, spend a few hours learning about your car or truck, then call my daughter Andy at 480-598-1234. 598-1234. Andy and my wife Renee will do perform a class for you where you're going to be involved in checking your oil, checking your tire pressure, your tire wear, what to carry in your trunk, where to find the recommended service intervals for your vehicle, and many, many more useful, helpful tips. It's ladies teaching ladies, and best of all, it's free. Space is limited to 15 people per class, but Andy at 480-598-1234 can help you out with that if you desire. Dave, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hey Mark, you were talking about the OnStar and the kind of the vulnerabilities of it. Uh, uh, don't you just have to call them to have it turned on and off? Yes. So I don't know if not subscribing really removes all the vulnerabilities. Well, here, here's the deal. The, when you go to channel one, there's a number there, and you have to give OnStar that number to have them turn on OnStar. Okay. When you call them and cancel it, they turn that off. Okay. So they are not that. They have to that they open the door that way. When they go leave, they shut the door behind them, and anybody that wants back in that door has to have that number on your radio. So. And and when you buy a new vehicle, you get six months worth of free OnStar. I'm going to tell you, just like I tell everybody else, all of you, all of my listeners are adults. You guys make up your own mind. I just give you both sides of the issue. My, if my mother were here today, she'd say, "I don't care if they steal my car," and she'd keep her OnStar because sometimes she needed them to unlock her car. I just feel differently. Uh, I'm willing to hide a key in the car. I'm willing if I lock myself in, my wife come get me, my daughter come get me, somebody will come get me. I always have my phone. So, yeah, I just want to keep that door closed. I don't want anybody stealing my truck, and I don't want anybody taking my brakes away. That's the way I feel. Okay. Well, I, I also hide keys in my cars, and I don't like the keyless ignitions at all. I, 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 I totally avoid those when I'm shopping now because I, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Well, I'll tell you, it's it, there's a middle ground that I like, and that when I'm inside the ranch and it's 17 degrees outside, I can push my lock button twice, and then I can push this other button, and the motor will start. Now, it, it doesn't unlock the doors. It just starts the motor. And if nobody gets in there and puts the key in the ignition, then within about 5, 10 minutes, it's going to shut the motor off. No one can steal my car because they don't have a key. I still have a key. So my motor's running, and the truck's warming up, and hopefully, you know, the frost will be off the windshield, but no one can steal my truck because they can't get in, and even if they can get in, they can't unlock the steering because they don't have a key, even though the motor's running. They can't even play the radio. So those kinds of creature comforts I agree with, and I think I can manage those, but I'm more than a little uncomfortable. Yesterday, we have a videotape of a young man who walks up to a car in the middle of the night, 
He looks around. He walks over to the right side headlight. He ducks down. Then he walks back, and he, the, the interior lights come on, and the car drives away. And he's not supposed to have that car because it belongs to someone else. But the video camera clearly shows him stealing the car. The question is, is how did he steal that car? Well, I, if I knew, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it has everything to do with somehow or another he has scanned that FOB's um, transmissions from the owner. And how he did it, no one knows right now. But that's how he did it. All right, good luck to you. Thank you, Dave, for bringing that up. Thank you. Jim, you're up next. How can I help you, Jim? Bob's next. Jim, if you want to give, come back on, 602-508-0960. Bob, you're next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. I'm an 09 Chevy Equinox with 115,000 miles, and there's no irregular tire wear or ride problems. But do you think shocks and struts should be replaced like as a preventative thing? Okay, well, let's first determine that shock absorbers are really... They have something to do with the ride, but their primary job is to push the tire down onto the roadway. We can't drive a car, we can't steer a car with one of the tires up in the air, one of the front tires up in the air. It's kind of like a, a four-legged dog. He ain't going to run real well with one leg up in the air. So tire shock absorbers, their, their original job was just to push the tire down on the road and make it stay there. The, the answer to your question bluntly is, is there are five, let's pretend there's five levels of shock absorbers. We got cheap and really cheap. We got middle of the road. We got pretty doggone good, and we got the performance gas shocks. There isn't anybody who's going to take level three, four, or five that it, after 100,000 miles that isn't going to say, I didn't notice how far my ride had deteriorated till I got new shocks. They all say that. If they pay for five and you ask them, then they say, you say, but was it worth the money you spent? And everybody who is in the five category, in my opinion, says, hell no. <laughs> okay? But everybody in the three and four category says yes. So will your ride show better? Yes. Will you be happy with it? Depends on which one you buy, three, four, or five. Is it due at 116? The answer is yes. So if you have any other questions, stay there, and I'll be back in four seconds, and we'll take anybody at 602-508-0960. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is Dan Marley, head coach of Grand Canyon University, inviting you to join the voice of the Lopes, Michael Potter, for an exciting season of antelope basketball. That's right, Dan, and tonight the Lopes play their final game of the regular season as they welcome Seattle University into GCU Arena. A win over the Redhawks would give GCU the series sweep and keep them in contingent for a second-place finish in the WAC. So join me and Dan Nichols at 645 for the Antelope pregame show with the tip at 7. The Lopes and the Redhawks tonight on our sister station, Family Values Radio 1010. You won't want to miss a moment of the action. Lopes up. Do you really want the federal government in control of the Internet like Obamacare? The FCC is making a power grab right now and calling it net neutrality. Stand up today for a free Internet, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion. Call the FCC, your senators and congressmen. Tell them you oppose so-called net neutrality. This message brought to you by NRB, National Religious Broadcasters. You put a seed in the ground and voila, a beautiful shade tree. Throw a few seeds. Just look at those bright pink and purple flowers. Hey, wait a minute. Landscaping in Arizona isn't that easy. I seem to kill almost everything I plant. Then you need to watch Step Outside on Cox Channel 7. Step Outside? Step Outside. It's Arizona's only show where you can watch a local landscaping expert create amazing yards and patios, all with plants that will grow in Arizona. Step Outside on Cox Channel 7. What a relief. You have no idea how much money I've wasted on plants that just keep dying. Thanks for telling me. You're entirely welcome. Don't forget, for landscaping ideas and advice unique to Arizona's climate, watch Step Outside every Sunday night at 8 on Cox Channel 7 or watch anytime on Cox7.com. Now for that sprinkler system. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. And uh, Charlie, stay right there for just a second because I want to tell everybody about Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil, Automatic Transmission Exchange, 1968. Phil, his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. What they really do well is transmissions across the board. But if you have a sand buggy or a Jeep and you want the transmission to be bulletproof, then Phil's the guy to make that happen because he can do that. He can make a two-speed power glide handle 1,000 horsepower. He's good at that kind of stuff. But for everybody else, because he understands transmission so well, he can fix yours as well. So when you look at the big picture, he's been around since 1968. He has trained technicians. They know what it takes to make a transmission work, how to make it better, and how to fix a particular symptom. 
So if you live in Central Phoenix, or if you live in anywhere near 40th Street in Washington, Automatic Transmission Exchange, we call it ATE, is one of the best places in town, and only one of three transmission shops that I personally recommend. Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. Good morning, Charlie. How are you today? Oh, Bob. I'm sorry, Bob. First, go ahead. Follow up. Mark, what shocks and struts do you recommend? You know, I, I like Gabriel. I like Monroe. I like KYB. I think I'd price all three of them. I would take the one just under the premium and say, I want to know how much I write my check for, for four shocks installed on my 09 Equinox. That's how I would handle it. Do you have to have an alignment if you replace the front strut? It depends. It depends on, um, you know, senior techs will take a little can of spray paint and go psst, on the two t upper plates so we can put the plates right back where they were <laughs> and 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 we if you do it good and you feel good about it then you say to the customer i am 99.9 .9 sure that i put those plates right back in but if you want to spend another 89 dollars or 90 dollars or 100 dollars or whatever the, the alignment costs then i'll go ahead and align it afterwards so the answer is is it depends on the technician it depends on their skill level but if it's the three whiskered kid that's doing his second set of shocks then you better bid an alignment all righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Charlie, up, you're up next, buddy. How are you? Thank you, sir. Appreciate you taking my call. You bet. Hey, I've got a 95 F250 with a 7.3 turbo diesel. Ah, uh, you lucky dog. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the other day, I noticed my gauge uh, went all the way to zero, and uh, I'm, what my question is, is that the only problem I've got, just a, a bad uh, sending unit, perhaps, and or a bad gauge. I don't. I don't want to replace it if I don't have to. Just, uh, okay. You're talking about the fuel gauge, right? Just the fuel gauge on one tank. Okay. The other one works. Okay. Well, there's a switch too, and the right. switch can be bad. Okay. Yeah. So right. the switch is a three-position switch it's or a two-position two. switch. Okay. So it's either going to be left tank or right tank or front tank or back tank. Yes. So so what we're going to do is is we're going to take a jumper wire from the input side of that switch and we're going to go all the way around the switch to the other tank or to the tank. So if I jump that switch and all of a sudden the gauge acts right, then the switch is bad. Now I may take it apart and clean up the contacts on it and put it back in or I may replace it, whatever you want me to do. The idea too is is that it is possible. Now I could go all the way back to the green wire and it's typically a green wire on a Ford and grab the green wire at that tank and I would just cut it where I could see it and then I'm going to turn the key on and I'm going to put one of my guys inside and I'm going to say okay are you ready and he says yeah now when I ground that wire to the count of three one two three and let go I, that needle's either going to go full or empty it'll move though okay. that means the switch is good because whatever signals coming out of that tank is going through the switch and up to the gauge now, does that same switch not only flip the gauge, but flips the tanks? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. So it, it could very well be the switch, or it could be the switching device underneath the truck. Oh, boy. But, but as long as you, you can still pull from both tanks, and you can run, you, I don't think you ever run one empty, and then you go to the other one. We used to do that on gas, but you don't really want to do that on a diesel. No. The, the diagnostic process is going to be pretty inexpensive on this. I would imagine you're going to spend 75 to $100 to have somebody go in and find out where the signal's being stopped. I, I got it coming out of the tank, yes or no? 
Then I got it going to the lower switch, yes or no. Then I got it to the upper switch, yes or no. Then I got it to the gauge, yes or no. We're just going to follow that path. Now here's the problem. We don't know whether to stop at the, start at the gauge and work towards the tank or start at the tank and work towards the gauge. But you and I both know that it's, the problem's not going to be in the middle. <laughs> so it's a flip of a coin which way you start. Uh, I say you start at the tank. And okay, that's... That... that uh has nothing to do with the, the fuel. It only has one fuel pump on it. I take it there's nothing in the tank, is there? Well, yeah, no, there's going to be a sending unit in both tanks. Right. Okay. So it's going to be a sending unit and a float in both tanks. And I'm betting, and I, and I could be wrong, that we have a low-pressure pump inside both of those tanks that feeds the switching valve that's controlled by that same switch. So the switching back valve controls the switch in the dash, controls the switching valve that gives you left or right or front and back tanks, but it also switches the gauge, the, ins the, the, the input and the signal from the tank to the gauge. So that's what has to be diagnosed. What part of town are you in? Uh, Mesa. Okay. I, I'm, I'm quite sure Thompson's could handle the diagnosis of that. Um, I, and I don't have anybody else in Mesa. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to tell you that Thompson's could do all of Mesa all by himself. He probably wouldn't want to, but um, he's at Stapley and I-10, or Stapley and, and Main Street. Where do you live in relationship in Mesa? North? I live east of there, about roughly Greenfield and Southern. Okay, just call him and ask him if he wants to diagnose it. Tell him you have two tanks, and you have one switch that flips left and right, or a front and back, and that one gauge isn't working. And I'm, I'm quite sure he'll, 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 he'll be, I am... 99% sure he's capable of testing that. Thank you very much. Sir. All right. You betcha, Charlie. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll take your call if you'd like to call us. Again, 602-508-0960, and when you come back, I'm going to tell you about something nifty we found for our pool years ago. It's a free commercial for somebody who deserves it, and it's all about, it's called Sunken Treasure. We'll be right back. There's nothing worse than being stuck in traffic. 960 The Patriot wants to help you do something about it. And that's where the American Federal Rare Coin and Bullion Traffic Center comes into play. Get traffic reports four times an hour or jumpstart your drive home by visiting 960thepatriot.com and click on the Traffic Center banner. There you can create your custom route to and from work. The power of a traffic center right at your fingertips. The American Federal Rare Coin and Bullion Traffic Center at 960thepatriot and 960thepatriot.com. Hello, I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau, and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran Quality Transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is, when you bring your car or truck to Quality Transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. 
they have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. I'm Mike Huckabee. I was the governor of Arkansas and ran for president in 2008, and I used to be a diabetic. One of the coolest campaigns I ever took on and won was the crusade that reversed my type 2 diabetes naturally. I was able to get off the medications I'd taken, and I lost 110 pounds of fat in the process. If you or someone you care about has type 2 diabetes or prediabetes, I urge you to pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. The same methods I use to reverse my type 2 diabetes are found today in the Diabetes Solution Kit. It's an all-natural plan that really could work for you in reversing type 2 diabetes and prevent it from coming back, all in as little as four weeks, with your doctor's approval. Stop suffering. Here's how to get your hands on the Diabetes Solution Kit today. Get your Diabetes Solution Kit now at 66bloodsugar.com. Everything you need to reverse your type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes like Governor Huckabee did is at 66bloodsugar.com. Reverse your diabetes today at 66bloodsugar.com. That's 66bloodsugar.com. If you're looking for the latest videos, audio, and articles from the top political minds from around the country, like Jonah Goldberg, Thomas Sowell, Michelle Malkin, and many more, then The Patriot has you covered. Just log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Be sure to check out The Patriot's listener deals. Shop online and save big on quality items and services. Visit 960thepatriot.com and click on the listener deals banner. The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service. You know why IMM Auto Service is on my list of best car repair shops? I'll tell you why. Because they're the only ones that raise their hands and say, we are really good with Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. You see, when you own one of those cars, you already know that when you pull into a general repair shop with a Volvo... (laughs) a Saab, a Fiat, or an Alfa Romeo, our eyes just glaze over. We really, we're hoping you're here for an oil change or a set of tires because that's just about all we want to do because those cars are so strange and so unlike all the other mainstream cars in the world. I mean to tell you, some of those cars, the Saab, that Saab, the motor's in upside down and backwards to start with. Okay? So we have a problem right there, but not for IMM. IMM has been around since 1972. ASE Master Techs, they work on domestics and most imports, but they specialize in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So Volvo, Saab, Fiat, Alfa Romeo. IMM prioritizes your work. They offer you a to-the-penny estimate, and they're going to give you a good warranty on all their parts and labor. They're close to ASU, and they're just south and east of where the 101 and the 202 meet over in East Tempe, West Mesa, South Scottsdale. IMM Auto Service. If you have one of those cars, you really need to develop a relationship with them. Let me tell you real quick about Sunken Treasure. I don't do this very often, but this is such a neat product. It's a plastic cage 
that you open in the middle. You put two or three different, um, uh, no, two or three chlorine tablets inside. What happens is, is as it hits the water, the, the vents in the cage open up and the air comes out and it goes to the bottom of your pool. It stays there and your pool chlorinator, your, your sweeper, moves it around at night. Well, when the chlorine tablets are done, then the plastic cage floats to the top. So you'll see it in your skimmer or you won't see it in your pool and you'll know it's in your skimmer. You take it out, you put a couple more chlorine tablets, and you put it back in. In my pool, it's cut my chlorine consumption by a third to a half. I wish I could be more scientific than that, but a third to a half. Now, I'm like you. I'm spending $70, $80 for a five-gallon pail of chlorine tablets. So if we cut it in half, it's going to save me 80 bucks. Look, look in your Google. It's in Mesa. It's called Sunken Treasure and use the word chlorine. Sunken Treasure. Put quotes around Sunken Treasure and then use the word chlorine and you'll find it. I'm not taking a penny of the sales. I refuse anything for free. I just think this is really something good for us, good for you, good for me, and I'm happy to do it for free. And that's why I do it. All righty. Let's go to Blaine. Blaine, good morning. How are you today? Hello, Mark. How are you today? Thanks yeah. for taking my call. You betcha. Maybe you can help me out. I have, right now it's still in the shop, but I have a 2002 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with the 4.7 V8. Okay? Okay. This problem started quite a while ago, uh, and they've had scanners on it and everything else, and they can't seem to locate the problem. Okay. Now, what it does is uh, it started out where it would just do it once in a while, and what that would be would be once I drive the car, then I'd shut it off, it wouldn't start. It'd Wait a minute. Rrr. Stop. Stop. Okay. It wouldn't catch or it wouldn't crank? It cranks. It just wouldn't start. Okay. Good. It, you know, like that. Just keep okay. going and going and going. Okay. Then after I'd leave it set, just say anywhere from 15 minutes to a half hour, then it would start up. Now, what? Stop, stop, stop. Okay. Okay. Stop, stop. When it started up, was there still an extended period of cranking and then it caught, or did it start immediately? It would start immediately at that time. Okay, we're eliminating fuel. Continue on. Okay. Then it started to get worse, where okay. it would take longer to start it. It would crank and crank and crank and finally catch. Now it's at the point where it does this intermittently. You uh, get it started, and then it runs like crap. You come up to a stop. It'll die, and maybe it'll start, and maybe it won't. And then the other day, I came up to a stop, and it just flat wouldn't start at okay. all. Okay, all right, we're done. We're done. I don't, okay. need, I don't need any more information than what you've given me. I want to ask you, is this a spark or a fuel delivery problem? I don't know. That's well, what are they? What what kind of parts are you? Think, they seem to think it's electrical. They replaced a couple of the sensors that had to do with. Uh, I think one of them was a temp, hot water temper, a hot cold water temperature, or something okay. like that. And are, then they replaced another one. But are, I don't know are, what. The, are you okay with them guessing with your money? No, not okay. really. Okay. But they're supposed to be pretty sharp. That's the one the car dealer deals with, the mechanic, and okay. uh, he's usually pretty sharp. But okay. this is quite. Well, um, I, I, you know, God bless you for letting them throw parts on it. Sooner or later, they're going to figure it out. But what they haven't figured out is, is it, this is really simple, Blaine. This is really simple. If the car acts up in your bay, then the reason it won't start is because it doesn't have the proper spark or it doesn't have the proper fuel.
and until you figure out which one that is, you are as lost as an idiot that's blindfolded on Interstate 10 in the middle of the night. Right. So I'm not quite sure how you can think that this shopper, this person, is God's gift to car repair when they haven't even answered the most basic question in the world. Because we only need three things for that Jeep to run. We mm. need spark, we need fuel, we need compression. And we know compression ain't going to come and go. And then mm. you just got through asking a very important question I ask you, and that is when it finally does start, does it start with the turn of a key? Boom! And you said yes, which means we're not priming the system, which means we're not having to reprime an empty fuel system, which means that more than likely it's electrical. It's not fuel. If right. it's electrical, there's only two things that make it go, the crankshaft sensor and the ignition module. Why are we replacing the temperature sender? I have no idea. Okay. Well, if you disconnect the temperature sender, it goes to 44 below zero. Okay? So if you really wanted to test it, you just disconnect the temperature sender and the computer look at 44 below zero and it would look at the chart and say, ooh, it's cold in Arizona, and it would add that necessary fuel and it would start and run. Uh -huh. So the car's going to start and run without the temperature sender. You're going to connect it or disconnect it. It doesn't make any difference because zero, no, no connection means minus 44 degrees, and that's pretty doggone cold. Uh-huh. But but I'm suggesting to you that you not let them spend any more of your money guessing, and this is how you do it. You say, I don't mind you guessing, but I want to make sure we're guessing with your money. If you're fixing, then I'll pay for the fixing, but for guessing... I'm not interested in on-the-job training. I'm not right. interested, let's try this, oh, that didn't work, let's try this, oh, that didn't work. You need to say, what electrical do you see? What is it that you see that says electrical? And the only acceptable answer is, is I don't have any spark when it doesn't start. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're down to two things. So, that's see, it. The one problem is, when I was first taking it to them, of course, when I'd get the car there, it would run fine. They'd take and test drive it. It ran great. Then as soon as I'd get it and get it home, it would start acting up again. Okay, <laughs> I can't help you with an intermittent problem because you know and I know that when you get it to the shop. So if they want to guess, then have them plug in a new cam sensor or crank sensor and have them try that. And if that doesn't, it put your old one back in. It, these these problems are solvable as long as we can work with the customer, but I would be teaching you how to check for spark. I would be teaching you. I might even install a couple of Christmas tree lights on your ignition system so that you could tell whether they were being activated. One of them would just come on when you turn the key, and the other would flash. And I would say, just keep an eye. And then you say, hey, when it doesn't start, it doesn't flash. Bingo. I'm there. So that's how it works. i got to go. But thank you very much, Blaine. Good luck to you, buddy. Joe, you're next. How can I help you? Take away call. Listen, I'm going to buy another used car one of these days, and I don't want to get one too old, maybe four or five years old. And I, I don't want anything too complicated. I need a four-door car, and uh, not too big, and not too small. And it's one. What would be a very simple car to buy? Now you can't do that to me because there's 280 m makes, and there's probably 850 models. So, so here, let me give you some years. If you want something that's not too old, then I don't want you to go below 1996. Okay. So I want you to be north of 1996. Uh -huh. Okay. I want you to find a car. If you if you want a Ford or a car, you're going to be stuck with. Let's talk about the big five. We're going to talk about a Chevrolet. We're talk about a Ford, a Chrysler, Toyota, or Honda. They all have four door cars. They have four door small cars. They have four door mid cars, and they have four door big cars. Yep. So, so I want you to stay north in 1996. I preferably like you to be in between 2004 and 2008. Okay. 
I think that's going to fit your bill. And I think you stick with the four, the five big guys, Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Honda, Toyota. That's okay. what I think. Now, let me tell you something. There's two other cars out there that I really do like, and that's Kia and Hyundai. Okay. They don't represent a huge market. They're a little bit on the expensive side. You might have to get a little older, but I don't want you to buy a, a Kia or a Hyundai that's older than 2004. Okay. That's a that's a 11 year old car, and I don't want you to go there. Yeah. That's what I tell you. Okay. Okay. Good. That sounds good to me. Okay. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. All righty, Jeremy. John. Good morning to you, buddy. What can I do for you? Hey, hey. Thanks for taking my call, Mark. You bet. Uh, quick question for you. I have a. 2014 Dodge Ram uh, 1500 4x4, and it's due for the 30,000 miles of service, and I was wondering who you might recommend that would specialize maybe in Rams. Um, it, it, it's not. Tempe border? Mesa Tempe border? Yeah. Uh, Schumann's. Schumann's? S-H-U-M-A-N-S. Okay. Mike Fenno owns Schumann's. Um, I helped him get through high school. At least that's what I'm going to tell you to tell him. <laughs> And uh, he copied off all my papers, and the only reason why he graduated was because of me. Um, he's he's the Dodge guy. He if if you if you happen to see that white band at the back of his pants, if you know what I mean, if you pull real hard on the back of that pant, it'll say Dodge. And um, I want you to familiarize yourself with the owner's manual about exactly what's supposed to be done at 30, because really nothing's supposed to be done other than a tire rotation, check the brakes, and maybe change a filter. So there's not really a lot to the 30K. I don't want you to hire him to go around and see if all the door bolts are tight because if the door bolts are loose, the door will sag and it won't open and close right. And if the door opens and close right, that means the door hinges are fine and there's no sense in spending $125 an hour to have somebody put a wrench on 400 bolts. Does that make sense to you? It does, Mark. And another question, being 4x4, is there anything that needs to be done at 30 or is that 60? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking neither one of them. I, I bet that 14's got synthetic in the front and the back differential. Maybe the transfer case at 60, but, uh, but I, I'm guessing now. I'm guessing your owner's manual isn't going to call for a, a front or rear axle service till 75 or 90,000 miles. Thank you. That's why it's important for you to look in your manual so that you know exactly what you're bidding. But, and tell Mike... T- Tell Mike at Schumann's, um, tell him that you, you think I'm going to send him you a 50% discount uh, to coupon if I can find it. I will. Okay, thanks, John. All righty. Jim, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I had a question for you. I My 2006 Range Rover, it's supercharged, uh-huh. and I have about 190,000 miles on it. But it, it's been for quite some time that it will just randomly have this reduced engine performance okay. come on the console and then it sort of retards the performance of the car sure uh, i have to pull over take the key out okay it, uh, i can answer this bit. real quick because i don't have a bunch of time there's going to be a code in the computer that tells us what's going on i just had a gmc in with your exact same problems in friday and it had reduced power. It, it dropped down to about 25 miles an hour. He would cycle the key. Sometimes he'd have to turn it off, wait a minute or two, turn it back on, and everything was fine. When we went into the computer in the historical side, we found a throttle pedal activator. So it's a throttle-by-wire vehicle, and the two sensors on the throttle pedal are not given the same reading. So therefore, the computer is confused, so therefore, it reduces your speed to 25 miles an hour. So in that particular case, we replaced the throttle pedal controller. Not the throttle controller on the engine, but the throttle pedal, the accelerator pedal. 
So that's what we did. Someone needs to go in and scan the computer, find out what historical codes are in there, and that will give them a clue as to what's going on. The computer doesn't like something. The exhaust is plugged up, the fuel system is substandard, or the throttle isn't, isn't synchronized with the throttle blades, and it doesn't like that. So that's the answer. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email. For those of you that I didn't get, you can email me 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. You're going to get an answer from me. Not any staff, but from me. If you conclude your phone number, I may even call you. But Mark at MarkSalem.com. Please wear your seatbelt. See you next Saturday. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.